It's Friday the 8th of July. We're well into summer season. Schools are out for holidays. Summer camps are underway. The weather is improving. It's the Feast of St. Killian, who was born in County Cavan, an Irish saint that's the patron saint of people with rheumatoid arthritis. This is Roscommon's only community radio station. You're tuned to Ross FM. It's another edition of Feel Good Friday. Hi, hello there. You're very welcome along. We're live from now. Hotel 5. All across Roscommon Town on 94.6 and on the World Wide Web at www.rosfm.ie. You can set a shortcut on your phone, stream.rosfm.ie. We're on the Radio Garden app. If you search for Roscommon when it says planting seeds, you'll be able to find us. And we're also on the TuneIn app. It's great to have you on board on this Friday evening. And thank you for choosing Roscommon's community radio station, Ross FM. It's Feel Good Friday. Coming up on the show on this Friday evening, I'll be speaking to Anne Byrne. She has a brand new book released. It's called The Bottom of the Hourglass. And it's a series of short stories that she published with the help of Roscommon County Council. The book is available in Creighton's Bar and Boyle in the craft shop at King House and if you're in Carrick and Shannon it's available in Mulvey's in Carrick and Shannon as well. I'm looking forward to welcoming Anne to the airwaves when I'll get a chance to talk to her a little bit about writing in lockdown and uh, a little bit about her new book and I hope that she may read a little story or two for me from her brand new book called The Bottom of the Hourglass I'll also rock back through the years in our Forgotten Memories section we'll have our Feel Good Friday thought for this Friday evening and between a quarter to five and five o'clock just ahead of Friday Sports with Aiden Raftery we'll rock towards the weekend with some of the best rock tracks on the radio but it is summertime and this that of course is Aqua and the sounds of Barbie Girl I really don't know why but I love the song anyhow you're in tune with Ross Commons Community Radio Station this is Ross FM 94.6 it's time to look back through the years in our forgotten memory section it's the 8th of July and let's look back through this week in history first to the 7th of July and to 1905 Drunkenness Ireland that bill is debated in the British House of Commons but Irish M MPs object that it is offensive. Also on the 7th of July, this time in 1913, the Home Rule Bill is carried in the House of Lords, despite Andrew Bonner's law attempts to obstruct it. And in 1966, on the 7th of July, a new secondary education system is announced. Looking back through the years in our forgotten memory section to the 6th of July, 1907, the Irish State Jewels are stolen from Dublin Castle. In 1946, a new Republican party, Clonnapoblicta, excuse me, is founded in Dublin. In 1953, there's a sit-down protest by unemployed people in Dublin on the 6th of July. Also on the 6th of July, this time in 1962, the very first episode of The Late Late Show was screened. And in 1997, on the 6th of July, violence flares at an Orange Order march down the Garvahi Road. Back to the 5th of July 1922 Cahal Brua refuses to surrender to pro-treaty forces and is badly injured and also on the 5th of July this time in 1977 Jack Lynch is elected as Taoiseach. Back to the 4th of July to 
1921 and James Craig refuses to attend a peace conference in Dublin because de Valera had addressed an invitation to him personally instead of using his title the Prime Minister of Northern Ireland. Also on the 4th of July 1957 the Timor boycott at Feathered on Sea it gets an airing and is debated in the all Aaron. Back to the 3rd of July and back to 1918, Lord Lieutenant bans Sinn Féin, the Irish Volunteers, the Gaelic League and Common Amon. And in 1924, on the 3rd of July, the teaching of Irish is to be made compulsory in Irish schools. Back to 1970 and to the 2nd of July, Neil Blaney is cleared of conspiracy to import arms. Very shortly after the break, I'll be speaking with Anne Byrne. She has a brand new book on release. It's called The Bottom of the Hourglass. She'll be telling me a little bit about that book. I'll have her feel-good Friday thought. We'll rock towards the weekend and Aidan Raftery's Friday sports between a quarter to five and five o'clock. Thank you for joining me on this Friday evening. It's Feel Good Friday. After the break, I'll be joined by Anne Byrne when she speaks about her brand new book called The Bottom of the Hourglass and between a quarter to five and five o'clock, we'll rock towards the weekend with some of the best rock tracks on the radio. But first, on this Friday evening, it's time for our Feel Good Friday thought. If you want to soar in life, you must first learn to fly F L Y first love yourself Welcome back to Feel Good Friday on Ross FM 94.6 broadcasting from our brand new studios now located on the Lanesboro Road in Ross Common Town. If you want to pop along and you're interested in volunteering please feel free. You can give us a call or send us a text on 083-8599-748 On this Friday afternoon I'm joined by author Anne Byrne. She's online too. She's just written a new book called The Bottom of the Hour glass you're there Anne I am here Joe yes good afternoon and welcome to feel good Friday thank you for joining me I'll come to the author piece in just a second but first will you tell me a little bit about yourself of course Joe and uh, thanks so much for having me on uh, so Joe I, I um, uh, was born and raised uh, in rural county Sligo a small town land called Derry Nochran just uh, five miles outside of Boyle um, I went to secondary school in Boyle and uh, following that then I I spent four years in uh, Dublin where I studied environmental health. Um, I was lucky after that then I got my first uh, job as an environmental health officer in Ballina in County Mayo and then shortly after that in 1999 I got a move to Carrick and Shannon in County Leitrim where I've been working ever since. Um, I yeah. So it's actually a difficult thing to be mixing writing with work, but you're a Sligo woman at heart that went to school in Boyle. So there's a lot going on for you there at the moment. There is a lot going on, Joe. yeah. And I suppose I probably put off writing for so long because I I always uh, had an, an ex, um, excuse that I was, you know, too too busy working and... Then in the evenings, I was into running and all of that. So I was constantly filling up my time. But always somewhere at the back of my head was this um, this notion that because I uh, I loved reading and I had a passion for history, 
I had this idea that someday I would like to maybe try and write a book, you know. Um, historical fiction was always something that I was interested in, you know. So, um, but I suppose I never just made the time. I kept pushing it off. Um, and then I suppose a few years ago, I, I went back to college and I just did a diploma in archaeology. And I was telling myself that when I'm finished this, diploma I'll have more of a knowledge of history and I can then use that to inform my uh, um, writing you know but looking back it was probably an excuse to put off writing a little bit longer Um, and then it was only I suppose in 2017 after I turned 40 that I started to think oh gosh um, there's more time behind me now than uh, in front of me so I suppose it was that realisation that I'm getting older. uh, My 20s and 30s passed in a blur. Everybody was telling me your 40s are going to pass, your 50s. So if I didn't do something about my writing, I was going to let it pass. And I, I just said, no, I have to at least sit down, see what happens and start writing. So... And you did then face it into a very difficult time when Ireland went into lockdown. Did you feel that the lockdown helped you to write or did everything go into lockdown? No, for me, lockdown was fantastic because I suppose the work into things quietened a lot. I was at home a lot more. Um, I think when lockdown started, um, I started writing more basically because I just felt in the evenings I had the time I don't know what it was but I just thought this is the time where the world has quietened and I just I just felt the urge to go upstairs and start writing and I suppose what always drove me to was even just I used to look for competitions and I thought right if I if I have a deadline for something that always pushes me on so um I think I was um the lockdown was that in 2019 yeah it's yeah yeah so i mean in 2020 i wrote a couple of stories and i i i entered two of them to the new riskamen writing and um i was lucky that both of them actually made the shortlist so i was absolutely delighted you know um and congratulations on that piece yeah, and you. making the shortlist that the writing spirit inside you was almost caged for so long and then fueled by the lockdown, it managed to burst its way out. And the book is a product of that. Will you tell me a little bit about the book and the competitions that you entered and how it came to have this bottom of the hourglass that I have in my hand right now? Yeah, well, I suppose, Joe, as I said, I started writing in earnest in 2017 and um before that, no, the first the first um, foray into writing for me was I just went straight into novel writing. I think and I can, I'm going to start at the top, you know. But I soon realised that that was I was taking on a big, big task, you know. And I happened to see an ad in the Roscommon Herald for the new Roscommon writing, which was inviting short stories. So I says, right, OK, I'm going to rethink this. I'll see if I can write a short story. Now, I had never um, read short stories. I was always interested in um, novels, you know. But anyway, I tried my hand at it and failed completely. <laughs> so following that, I decided to... I started picking up short stories. I 
read as many of them as I could and I entered uh, the same competition the next year, 2018. And um, with, the, with the second story I had ever written, which is called The Brown Leather Case, I was fortunate to be chosen as uh, the first runner-up in uh, 2018. So I was absolutely delighted. And it just gave me the confidence, you know, that someone else had read something that I had written and saw something in it, you know, uh, and then following that, um, that particular story was picked up and it was published in what in an anthology called New Roscommon Writing. So I was doubly, enjoy, you know, um, excited at that. And it must be a great piece when you see your work published and actually have it in your hand. Yeah, absolutely. Like the first time to see your words on paper is just a thrill you know it's it's so um and i i suppose even just to know that that people are actually picking that up and reading it you know it's it's kind of a, a bit scary but it's a bit exciting at the same time um, and the book is that excitement as well it's a collection of short stories about the weatherman and about one day in august and a prayer before dying would you read a little piece from the book so that people listening to Ross FM and Feel Good Friday can actually hear some of your words I will of course Joe yeah so um I was debating which story to read but I decided I'm go- I'm just going to go back to the very start so this story is called the brown leather case and um this is uh, the story that was uh, chosen as the first runner-up in the Roscommon New Writing Award of 2018. Um, I cannot tell you an awful lot about the story because it's the type of story that slowly reveals itself. So if I tell you where it's based or that, you might get a hint of what the story or, or of what the ending may be. So, I'm, so, But basically, it's set in the early 20th century and it's, it's basically about a girl who is um, leaving home. So uh, the brown leather case. I'd love to hear it then and thank you for doing that. It's all yours in your time. Thank you, Joe. The brown leather case. Delia had always liked the water, the cold, deep feel of it, the promise of the vast blue beneath, the soft lull into perfect stillness. She had learned to surrender, to float. Amidst hazy shades of blues and greens and puffs of white blurring on a far horizon where a ship might pass in dreamy silence and smudge away to nothing. Our birds might reel and squawk and flap their wings against a burning sun. She would close her eyes against the light. But it was twinkling dark above her now and all around a bruised nightscape of blue and black. And it was so cold she couldn't think. Her breath hanging useless in the air, frozen, sparkling, little specks of luminescence, like stars, she thought. It had been hard to say goodbye. Little Ellen had cried and clung to her skirts. Hannah had hung back, sullen and reproachful. John and Michael had stood silent in the doorway, Awkward, like their father. She probably would have married Pat, she thought. He was nice. Solid, her father said. And he had nice eyes. Sometimes she thought they were blue, or even a shade of green. She couldn't quite decide. He had squeezed them shut that time they kissed. The last time. 
Before all of this, she had thought her father a hard man, hard in a bitter sort of way, like he was always pushing down some deeper anger. She hadn't known him then. She thought she knew him a little better now. He wasn't a bad man, but he had often let his anger fly. She remembered the last time, flushed with sudden temper, mouth hanging open, like a lined trout sucking for air. Maybe that was why he had let her go. Shameful, he had roared, making a disgrace of us. Anyone could have seen you, out there for all to see, dressed like a, like a, Thomas. Her mother had spoken softly, resting a hand on her husband's arm. I'll deal with this. Be off to the field for now. That heifer needs watching. Her time is well up. The door had slammed hard in his wake as he tramped out. Her mother had just looked at her with sad eyes, taking in the rolled up trousers and the sand smeared legs. Mary Delia, she had sighed. What are we to do with you at all? You know I prefer to be called Dee, she had replied sullenly. Dee then. Her mother had shaken her head slowly, tired. It's just easier for gathering the seaweed, she had replied defiantly. That woman from the big house, with the foreign name, she wears trousers. It might be all right in Dublin, but things are a bit different here. No, I saw her here on the strand when I was little. I remember she rode a massive black horse and she sat on the saddle proper like and they tore across the sand, no stupid skirt to bother her. Wished now, child, her mother had scolded. That Lady Constance has money and a husband. It's different for the likes of us. We can't just do as we please. Then, more gently, it might put Pat off, you know, parading around in men's clothes. Now go on, you better change before your father comes in. And I'm sure your brother will be wanting his trousers back. Clean now, mind you. Thinking of her mother made her sad. She had looked old, standing in the doorway of the cottage that last day, thin, warm, like a ragged cardigan. But she had smiled as Delia turned and nodded, a tiny dip of the head that no one else had noticed. It had made things better. Delia hadn't felt so alone then. Not like now. Where had they all gone? It had become so still. So that's that's just that extract from that. I was so taken by it. I was almost <laughs> listening there and, and didn't know what to say. It's so, so easy to see why judges would have picked that piece as the runner-up and congratulations on it. It's a fabulous piece. You had me totally enthralled. Thanks so much, Joe. Yeah, I'm delighted to have it uh, published and congratulations and thank you for reading it to us on Ross FM and Feel Good Friday on this Friday evening. And Byrne, I want to ask you one final question as somebody who the spirit of writing burst out in. What would be your advice to young people who might be listening now? Maybe they've just sat their leave and search this week or perhaps they've been thinking about it like you for a while. What would be your best advice to them if they wanted to be a writer? Well, um, I suppose if you want to write you really need to have a job also because um, writing doesn't bring you much money. Um, you know, as I said, I'm only starting off, but um, 
I think the first thing you need to do is just write, basically. You need to get over whatever whatever's holding you back. You know, for me, it was fear that once I started writing, it wouldn't be any good, you know, and then my dreams would be gone. So um, I think you just have to sit down and write and you need to write about something that you have a passion for. Um, you know, you need to just start writing. You need to know that the first draft you put onto the page will not be your best work, but you have to accept that and know that once you have put something down on the page, you've got something that you can then go back on and re-edit and work and work until it's polished. Um, So for me, that was a hard lesson because I'm the type of writer that likes to write and kind of edit as I go, which I've been told stills the whole creative process. So for me, it was just uh, all about just releasing um, or just letting myself go and just writing and know that in all the words I set onto the page, um, some sentences there will sparkle and the rest of it I can always fix later. So it's just sit down and write and enjoy it because it's an amazing thing. When you get when you get to the end of a story, the feeling of just um, excitement and that you have achieved something, you have created something. That's what that's the buzz that I um, feel after after writing. You know, I love that line that your first draft mightn't be your best work. I guess it's true in a lot of cases, and certainly the draft that you read for us was definitely brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Anne Byrne, author of The Bottom of the Hourglass, thank you for joining me on this Friday evening. That's great, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. And delighted to have you on board again. The Bottom of the Hourglass Stories by Anne Byrne. It's available in good bookshops and published with the assistance of Roscommon Chapel Book Bursary Award 2021. Thanks for joining me. We'll be back rocking towards the weekend right outside these. Stay with me. Welcome back to Feel Good Friday on Ross FM 94.6 broadcasting on the FM band around Roscommon Town. You'll also find us online. We're on the Radio Garden app. Search for Roscommon when it says planting seeds. You'll find us live on our own website. We're on the TuneIn app and if you wish you can set a shortcut on your phone to stream.rossfm.ie It's the 8th of July. Thank you for choosing Feel Good Friday on this Friday evening. Coming up in next week from the 14th of July right through to Saturday the 23rd of July it's the Boyle Arts Festival some of the things that caught my eye happening uh, is on Sunday the 17th of July you can go for a poetry walk on the pleasure grounds with somebody who was my guest on the show a couple of weeks ago Jerry Boland will be doing that it's a free event in the pleasure grounds in Boyle and later on that night on Sunday the 17th of July the Celtic Tenors are in St. Joseph's Church in Boyle that's really something to look forward to. Maybe you're interested in something a little different at 3 o'clock in the Moylarg room of Lockheed. It's a, a lecture called Rathcrohan, Agriculture and Access to Ancient Sites with Paula Barnett, Daniel Curley and Steve Larkin. It's in the Moylarg room of uh, the Lockheed Forest Park. Maybe you're interested in coffee and cakes Well, you can go to King House and Boyle at 4 o'clock on Tuesday and join, Mulligan, uh, join John Mulligan for coffee and cakes and uh, 
Sam Moore that's in the King House Tea Rooms. What about the Bees Knees Theatre Company? They present Unforgiven that's in St. Joseph's Hall and Boyle. It's on Wednesday the 20th at 8 o'clock and on the same night at 10 o'clock the Boyle Singers Night with Barney Murphy that's in Dodds in the Crescent and the festival closes on Saturday the 23rd of July with the Flies supported by the regulars that's in Daly Stonehouse they're a great local group the Flies 10 o'clock on Saturday the 23rd more information is of course available on boilarts.com or you can uh, info at uh, boilarts.com if you want to email them or telephone 089-9830448 rocking towards the weekend this group come to boil on Friday the 22nd they're at 10 o'clock in Daly Stonehouse what a great way to kick me in rocking towards the weekend on Feel Good Friday on this Friday evening on Ross Commons only community radio station this is Ross FM the sounds of something happens and hello 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 petrol they come to boil of course to Daly Stonehouse and boil as part of the Boyle Arts Festival on Friday the 22nd of July just a couple of weeks away now really looking forward to that that is at 10 o'clock something happens in Daly Stonehouse and Boyle that track of course hello 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 petrol and maybe something else that you might be interested in from the Boyle Arts Festival that Carol Coleman comes to the Boyle Arts Festival as well You'll find Carol in conversation with Hilary Byrne in King House and Boyle at half past six, also on Friday, the 22nd of July, when she'll be talking about her brand new book, News from Under the Coat Stand. Really looking forward to Boyle Arts Festival. It takes place, of course, from Thursday, the 14th, right through to Saturday, the 23rd of July. And we'll have more on Ross FM supporting the Boyle Arts Festival over the coming weeks here on this year's station, Roscommon Community Radio. If you want to check it out it's boilarts.com or you can email info at boilarts.com and the telephone number if you want some more information is 089-9830448 that's 089-9830448 it's supported by Roscommon County Council uh, supported by Falsha Ireland and also supported by Music Generation Roscommon really looking forward to Boil Arts Festival we're rocking towards the weekend on Feel Good Friday. Aidan Raftery is along with Friday Sports between 5 and 7 on this year's station, the home of the Trad Hour with Teresa Hanley. In time back to the 1990s, that's Wakefield and Saturday Night Giddy Alala. Delighted to have you on board on this Friday evening. It's Feel Good Friday across Roscommon Town and 94.6 We're on the World Wide Web at www.rossfm.ie or you can set a short cut on your phone to stream.rossfm.ie this is the home of inspired lives with Kira Lawless it takes place from five on Thursday evenings just ahead of the world of women with Daniela where Daniela speaks to women and inspirational women in business and other places Thursday evenings a great evening on Ross FM 94.6 thank you for joining me I hope you're enjoying what we're doing for you on this Friday evening we're rocking towards the weekend ahead of Aidan Raftery who's live from just outside five o'clock with Friday Sports. 